Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Indy Potter. Hello. Uh, Ruby, once again, here talking about uh, Volume 6, Episode 8 of Ruby, um, Dead End. Yep. Um... I guess, oh, it's a dead end in their quest to get to Atlas. Yeah. Uh, we talk about Ruby every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Overly Animated Ruby on iTunes to subscribe there or on our YouTube at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. Post all our podcasts to YouTube. Um, if you want not to want miss, if you don't want to miss any of our Ruby recaps, we've been covering Ruby every week here, the season and previous seasons, and we've been loving volume six. Uh, I say that Woo. not actually, sorry, I'm not being sarcastic. We've been <laughs> loving True. volume six. So, uh, spoilers for dead end. It premiered today on Rooster Teeth first. Make sure you've seen this episode and all previous episodes of Ruby, but let's get into things here. Haley, what did you think of dead end? I think Dead End makes eight for eight. It was a quiet eight episode, eight. Wow. but a good episode. Like, <laughs> bow down to Ruby 2018. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. I think it was legitimately funny at the start, which I was surprised by that, because normally I find the show doesn't really make me laugh too often. But just as we'll refer to her now, Maz Katara, bringing that back. Um, she's my favorite character. <laughs> and wow. I love her humor of like, the dark humor of like, oh, well, hopefully she died since I last talked to her, like about the general (laughs) that I was in stitches. (laughs) I just love like dark humor like that. Um, And she delivers. So that was very funny. Um, Yeah, I think it was a good, it it was like a bridging episode, I think of our old kind of, I guess, mid season finale of last week to this new storyline that we're going into. Um, And I think it was good. I think it was smart of them to, uh, make sure that the rest of the crew knew what was going on, which is nice. They're taking care of that. And also to not show us the explanation, like just dive right into like, they know what's going on and everything. Um, yeah. And we've got more silver eyes, which is great because they're actually delivering on that. So overall, quite pleased with it. It was a solid episode. Solid episode says Haley. Okay. Andy, what did you think of dead end? Uh, it was, it was good. I, I, I think I, I like this episode. I don't think it's the best episode of the season, but I don't think it's the worst episode of the season either, which is great because this is one of those episodes of Ruby that usually bores me, bores me to death usually because mm-hmm. it's just kind of an exposition episode. We're just talking. It could have been so bad. It could have been so bad, but Ruby is it, it's hitting their stride with like the, I, they're, they're talking about things that I care about. Like they had this thing where like they took him, they had an aside where Ruby told Weiss again, like, we're going to stay by your side the whole time. Like those are the type of conversations I want them to call back to. Those are the things I want them to be like, yeah, we want to see team Ruby care for each other. We want to see, uh, at least I, I guess I, I don't want to see this, but I think it did pay off well seeing John mad about Oz. Cause I think, I do think team injure has much more reason to be mad at Oz than anyone else we've seen so far, considering Pure is dead. Uh, but overall, I, I like this episode. I don't really get the symbolism or whatever or whatever type of imagery they were trying for with with the with the Maz Katara talk talk about the Silver Eyes. But I did like that scene in the backyard. It was very pretty. Okay, we'll try to figure out what the butterfly is a symbol for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not alone because the butterfly. I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea. Look, we'll figure it out together. That's that's the purpose. We'll dig into the symbolism. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Um. Yeah. This is eight for eight as me as well. I'm 
quite happy with this episode. Uh, it's not it's not standout spectacular, but I think this is subtly one of the most impressive episodes of Ruby because of what you guys have talked about, which is that typically this type of episode on the show is not good. Um, this is the quiet exposition humor attempt and. None of those things have really been successful in the past to, uh, I mean, obviously the show, you know, when we say it hasn't been successful, we're hyperbolizing a little bit. It's, you know, it's moderately successful, but not tremendously successful. But here we're kind of hitting on all strides in all the aspects of the show. And Dead End shows me more aspects of Ruby. Like last week I talked about the scene where they get to uh, the city and they're outside and it's gorgeous with these shots. Very like, uh, un- it wasn't necessary to the plot, but uh, just sh- it showed me something that I didn't know the show was capable of. And same thing for this episode. That's why I think Dead End is one of the most impressive episodes of the show. I didn't really know it was capable of having successful humor in the beginning like it did. Um, that's not, it's kind of a knock on previous episodes, but the show is never overtly funny. And this, you could argue this is like the funniest scene of the show, I think, in the beginning. Um, I wasn't like laughing out loud the entire time, but it was, um, I think it was a successful humor scene. And then, most importantly, is this Ruby and Maria talk at the end, which I adored. Um, I, just the aesthetically really like the butterflies again i agree i don't know what we're getting into there but just the music (laughs) the butterflies the just the the shots that we choose i was absolutely in love with that scene oh my god that was some of my favorite um visual work sound work everything from the show and it turned what is typically you know this campfire scene of uh (laughs) of ozpin or krill explaining things to and it turned it into just this visual spectacle. And also the writing was okay too. I thought it was like one of the more well-written exposition-y type scenes we'd seen. Um, and uh, not only all that, but there's one other thing this episode does, which I think was just sorely missing, which is I think this is the best Ruby character as Ruby Rose oh, yeah. episode yeah, in for sure. ages, in seasons. I She was oh my god she actually we spent talks, time with her <laughs> she, she talks about herself and um she thinks she's letting everyone down she has the incredible moment with weiss side note that scene with weiss i think is also the best white rose scene of the show um you know combat skirts you know is, is another contender but like that was that's everything i was looking for with ruby and mm-hmm. weiss talking and she like stands up to john when he's hurting oscar too i that's think that was good, great for her like for ruby, yep. leadership thing right yeah and then she's just getting into Talking about her abilities, talking about herself with Maria. Um, it was it just this was sorely missing from Ruby as I, a character who hadn't been particularly great, but I thought this was uh, an excellent scene and episode for her. I really love how that scene starts with her like c- trying to call Crow and then throwing the phone. Like mm-hmm. she's finally expressing things that aren't just like peppiness. Like she's like she was clearly upset, but not just like angry at the world. She was like clearly upset that she didn't know what the answer was. And like I understood what she was feeling. And that's different for ruby that's for sure like ruby the character i mean yeah we could this episode continues the uh ruby frustrated slash concerned about crow and his drinking which is uh, a, a good which we enjoyed but you know that was like all we were doing with her before and now that combined with like majority other stuff including getting into her abilities getting into her mindset now it's kind of all clicking with uh with this character so um you know this is and this is a big deal this is the main character of the show so exponentially increasing the uh, quality of her characterization is something that is uh elevating the season even further i think that we are at this point you know again we're still not necessarily sure if they're going to stick the landing but i think at this point this is kind of far and away the best season of the show at the, like you know eight episodes oh, hands in. down yeah and it, and it definitely feels like they're building to something it feels like they really planned this out like we're really they have a thematic idea of what we're going to do next and i really am in, i'm enjoying that 
Yeah, I, I, I am impressed with the uh, potential season planning here. We don't really know exactly where we're going yet, but this, it all feels natural. Um, yeah. Another aspect is this is an episode where we're like in the same location as before. Um, we're like in the same house as before, but, um, we do it like that was something we were very frustrated by last season, but we, we do something completely different from last season. We're also in a completely different location of the house, which is yeah. like another important thing. Like we're in the backyard mm-hmm. and we're talking about something we care about with the silver eyes and we're getting other characters involved. Then we're the focus last time. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so st- starkly different from the flaws of the, how this type of thing previously went. Like, really just firing on all cylinders here, especially like um, the, uh, you know, the animation production side of things. Like, it just continually so, so impressed with the work uh, Rooster Teeth is doing in that area. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about this Ruby and Maria scene. This is kind of the crux of the episode here. And um, many blue butterflies going around. We get this one shot of Ruby, like in the background with the butterfly in front um towards the end and uh yeah yeah um and uh we start with wind chimes and then we get into this music i love the music too that we we eventually get into here um just the sound design i think left a lot of breathing room for the content of the scene which was uh, fantastic um at the same time very like calming and uh framing of the scene uh was uh it, it allowed for that as well um ruby uh she said she feels like she's letting everyone down um and um you know maria says she's too hard on herself just like the fact it seems basic but we'd really not done this with her in two seasons um so this is uh really good stuff here i think um this we get into the silver eyes talk so this is what we've been waiting for with the silver eyes teacher uh maria and um she says uh ruby knows what does ruby know ruby knows that silver eye people are legendary warriors Mm -hmm. um and that she turns the wyvern wavering into stone uh did we call it that before i don't remember no this is a new yeah, name for it. we yeah. finally talked about this thing that happened in it's a, season it's three a, it's a dragon well, i don't know why we have to call yeah. it the, the wyvern it's a lizard dragon apparently um i guess do want to just call it a dragon um, so it's this is the magic rules for dragons wyverns dylan wyvern like <laughs> I think I'm googling it now, but I think wyvern is a name for a dragon. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a wing. I, 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 I had to Google it. It's like a yeah. It's, 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 it a, a, it's a thing, but why? You know, just they're yeah. trying to be fancy. We could just call it a dragon. Okay. Uh, Maria, Maria learns. Uh, Maria says she learned about silver eyes from her dad, um, and that uh, so they agree. They we we talked about this last week. I don't really need to get into it. Uh, it was implied last week. Specifically stated this week. Salem is actively seeking to destroy silver eyed yeah. people. Yeah, but I'm fine with the show doing this because like we've had so much where they don't explicitly tell us what's actually going on where i'm not that upset about this oh just- no i i'd prefer this i think this is okay. an actively good thing because uh yeah ruby is i i ruby should never miles should never be worried about over explaining things because so often we do not we, we under explain <laughs> everything so please give me details like uh, and th- I, I thought there was a new angle to this to a certain extent which was um, we referenced Maria's dad and like this in relation to the fact that they always thought that why aren't there more? So this gives me the impression Salem has been doing this for like eons, you know, like she's, she's always been killing silver eyed people. So I think yeah. that's kind of a new aspect. Like it's not just a current thing, um, which is, uh, interesting. Uh, also, and- I really liked her backstory. Like it was really, I, I felt like it was a very natural thing to tell Rube. It was really cool how she was like, I, w- I got the best score of the day for, the- for my Huntsman exam. And I thought that was a really cool touch. Yeah, that felt that felt natural. That I, when when she started getting into that and then into her semblance, I'm like, okay, this is Ruby. This the semblance, the semblance went a little far, I think. But I thought I liked everything before the semblance. Yeah, it, it felt natural enough. I thought it was fine. 
Um, and he was, especially because of the scene was gorgeous, then it all kind of, yeah. it all kind of, it works there. Maria's semblance is reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, like that God. she at least said like, well, that's my silly name for it. Like, thank you. That's, ugh, I, I, I appreciated that. Cause rather than it just being reflexes, it's like, she's like, it's just, she reacts to things quickly and she nicknamed it reflexes. Cause I feel like normally they present it like, oh, well, this is the reflex semblance. Everyone has this. Yeah. But, yeah, that, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a, that. Yeah, that felt like she naturally good touch. Like, discovered things about it. Yeah, that, that's a more natural presentation of semblances than we'd had before. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't care what her semblance. But no. uh, makes, I guess like, I guess I can because we saw the flashback thing. last week. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought her semblance would be connected to like her magnetic weapon at first, um, but I guess it's like an but no, her weapon's just cool. It's just her weapon's yeah. cool. And share like the reflexes allows her to use that well. Yeah, 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 effectively. Yeah. Which I, I I like the concept. That was fine. Um, best maybe best line of the episode. Ruby says, uh, "So how how do I laser beam monsters with my eyeballs?" Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it's such a good line. <sighs> this is classic. She's been holding uh, that in for like three seasons. Oh yeah, she's this is classic Ruby. Uh, this Ruby Rose. This line. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I know this happened right when like one of my friends died but i really need to know this how do i laser beam monsters with my eyeballs yeah uh that's that's a lot i think sometimes we go a little a little over the top goofy with ruby and don't have other aspects of her character but um this episode shows that when you have depth to her character you can get these over the top lines and it really that's like why we love yes ruby. it like, fits with her yeah like that's like she's this real person she has these uh she is issue you know she's dealing with things like everyone else and then also she's kind of like zany over the top energetic yeah. and like that's why i love ruby that's ruby is one of my favorite characters in any media like uh maybe like you're listening to the podcast and for years and you don't even know that that i love i love ruby rose so much <laughs> that's because i have given been given no reason to talk about her but yes i was uh just very very happy that uh one of my, uh, my fave along with weiss we had a, a really fantastic episode here um she says uh somewhere getting into uh, maria explaining things and she says uh, desire the desire to preserve life um is fuels the light inside you um so this is uh also implied from two episodes ago i'd say or i don't remember the the, the horror episode right like uh Maria yeah. was trying to tell her how to trigger it and she's like think of um like how love, much you love everyone yeah. yeah so it's the desire to preserve life and we connect that to the uh the uh god of eye god of light's eyes and um we get this uh flashback to the uh the flashback episode where uh we see the god of light um kind of expunge grim with this uh light thing now this was interesting because she's like uh maria's like oh did you did you catch it did you remember which to a certain extent seemed like an audit not at the audience um like uh did you yeah. pick, did you pick this up before um which is interesting because what us on this podcast and everyone else in the fandom i think uh took out of the flashback episode the the uh origin story episode was that uh the Osborne's children you know are the had ones the with, yeah are the ones yeah. with silver eyes so that's what we thought you'd talk about here but that's not what we got into we got into the god of the power uh originates from the god of light um yeah andy what did you think of that i i think we talked about this on the podcast that this seemed likely i i kind of like the idea of it and i like how it leads into how our power works and i also really like how they present it i usually don't like these like flashback type things but i do like that we did it here because it was specifically done to show us that it looked the animation was similar to something we'd already seen it was mm-hmm. just making sure that we saw it correctly and i think that's fine especially because only a couple of seconds it was a good i think it was a good way to show while also telling somehow it, it was interesting yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the visual connection is what makes that uh, makes that work. Yeah, because it does. It's like, oh, that does look like Silver Eyes. That's kind of cool. 
Um, yeah. So, and and I'm fine with flashing back to a fantastic episode too. For and it was brief, and it <laughs> and it was also like framed in like uh, for Ruby's perspective. You know, Ruby's remembering this, um, and it's like, oh, did you remember Ruby? Which is what Maria's saying. Um, yeah, Haley, what do you think of uh, the powers coming from the God of Light? I think it makes sense. I think even if our previous theory about it being related to like Ozpin's lineage still could be possible because Ozpin gets his power from the God of Light, right? So like. It could be one and the same. Um, but either way, it's logical. And um, and I, yeah, I like the visual callback. I forget who it was, but someone on the Discord previous to the episode posted that comparison shot. So good on you. Um, forget your name. But uh, yeah, I definitely see it. And, and it's nice, too, because it shows as well that they really have thought this through and are animating things to match with previous things and have them connect, which is great for a season perspective yeah. um, and logic in general. Yeah. My main reaction is what exactly what you said. I think this fits with our previous theory. Like I think, yeah, that, it doesn't uh, disprove it. God of like gave Ozma these, this, uh, this immortality ability or whatever. I don't remember. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think I, I still think it's the Ozma's descendants yeah, coming from the source being the God of light. Yeah, Exactly. Because Mos, uh, Maria's, um, explanation for it still doesn't explain how it got from the god of light to right them. right okay i, I actually There's don't really yeah, yeah i don't care like that it comes from the god of lights this wasn't a big thing yeah. for me i'm like how okay so what specifically What's the makes a person have it <laughs> yeah is it's a genetic lineage thing like that's what we think it is or is it something else so i'm interested it seems like if we get into that it seems like it's genetic she got it from her dad it seems like and yeah. i think that just adds to the show right now because so far this season the mythology elements have made not sense but we understand them as an audience and that really makes it so that the plot really breathes a lot better because we're not worried about why any of this works because we're more focused on how is Maria and Ruby connect, how are Ruby, Maria and Ruby connected, how is Osmond connected, and it makes it a lot more interesting to watch now, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. And it may bring back. This was like a long time ago, but I remember there used to be a lot of discussions about like what was up with um, Ruby's mom, or even her yeah. dad. But if it's genetic, maybe that'll bring that storyline back into I it. Was- I was expecting Summer to get brought up here, actually, Mm -hmm. and I was surprised that she wasn't. But also, of note, they mentioned the lantern in this conversation, which I think Mm -hmm. is important because I think they're hinting at what Ruby might be asking the lantern later. Yes, that's possible. That's possible. Yeah, she says she has one question left. That's uh, a uh, Chekhov's one question. So we're probably going to hit on that this season. Um, I also really like with the show with that with the show could be next season or something. But yeah, but I do like that. They're implying that this question is Ruby's to ask. I Mm, like that. That's true. I like that, too. Yeah. Gives her the agency. Yeah. Um, I I agree with with the discussion about Summer that I was also thinking that that, uh, you know, since it's from Maria's dad, it implies that um, Ruby would have gotten it genetically, probably not from from Ty, probably from um, you know, although the Ruby's dad conspiracy theory is probably from <laughs> summer, summer, and probably uh, summer. I do yeah. think summer is going to be a rec- plot point um, in the future on the show, and also summer is uh, Zoe. Don't at me. And uh, so we're going to get back <laughs> to that. Um, okay, so it, it comes from the God of Light, and next important thing: the light. Uh, it only works in the presence of Grim. Um, think of the light as a way to protect the people of Remnant. That all makes sense coming from the God of Light, God of Creation, um, in the presence of Grimm. And then Ruby says, um, but my eyes reacted to Cinder at Haven. It, um, okay. And then, and then Maria um, says, um, maybe it was something you just weren't seeing. So, okay, first thing to... So I, I was confused at first because it's been a few years and the show likes to reference things and assumes I remember exactly when things happened. <laughs> like five um, years ago. 
Cinder did not have her grandma in volume volume three. That's the important thing. So yes. uh, I was I was like, oh, Cinder's a grandma. Of course it reacted. No, Cinder did not have her grandma in volume three. That's why this is confusing to Ruby. Yes. Okay, Andy, what's your what's your take? My I at first before Ruby asked the question, I just assumed that the Grim being around her at the tower was enough. Like there were Grim. Yeah, that's involved. also true. There's also just Grim all over the city. So yeah. Yeah, but it seems Maria seems to or the writers seem to be implying that there's more to that is here that that actually cinder is what triggered the eyes so the obvious the obvious conclusion is that it's either has to do with the maidens the maidens can trigger it as well or that's something to do with um the deal she made with salem like maybe there's more maybe there is a part maybe there's like some part of them that's grim just from working with salem that she has an arm but that's just extra because she lost her arm yeah, I think the first logical step would be Cinder is actually part Grim, yeah. more, more than more so than her arm. Yeah, um, I don't really know how that works, but since Salem is involved, it seems possible. Yeah, it yeah. may explain why Cinder's working for Salem because maybe their like history together goes further back than we know. Like maybe there's something to do with Grim. I don't know. It could be that Salem tried to like make people. Yeah, you know right? I mean? Like, something like that. Because she was alone for a while. Maybe there's some part of, like, she tried to make people from do we know? Do we know where Cinder came from? No, we no, don't. We know but it could also explain why, I think, was it last episode where she was talking with Neo? Um, and said, and Cinder said, like, she can't disobey Salem, basically. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that isn't just, I, mean, I think we talked about this as well, that it's probably not just an allegiance thing. It might actually be, like, she'd be hurt in some way if she disobeys. Yeah. Wow, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe Cinder is a grim person and was, like, created yeah. by maybe. Salem. She could be, like, a homuncul- homunculus or something, like, yeah. like because she was, like, alone. Salem was alone in the world for a while, and she just maybe wanted... She, she wanted a daughter. Or, or yeah, daughters. yeah, and wow. she made something like Cinder. That's, that's like, actually really interesting. And she's like, and now Cinder, her grim daughter, is like avenging, or not avenging, yeah. but going after Salem's previous daughters of the maidens. Oh, this is could be big. <laughs> like we're saying this, and I actually like there's, there's evidence to support this. Yeah, I think the important thing is that we're like excited by the theory, right? The, the, yeah, yeah. Well, it would also explain yeah. why Cinder's able to have a grim arm because I feel like humans yeah. shouldn't be able to have like a grim. <laughs> Seems like something you shouldn't be able to have. Yeah, yeah. right. But it would explain well, we it. But we never questioned it. But... Yeah, we never questioned it. No. Yeah, it's also possible it's not something involving Cinder being grim, but um, it could be something this... else we don't know. Yeah, because she's something you just weren't seeing. That see, that makes it seem like it's something that was there. Deeper, uh, yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't like it's like Ruby couldn't have seen that Cinder was was grim. Maybe no. there's something like a, a presence it, there that Ruby didn't know about. This this also might explain why why Cinder's name is stupidly Fall and she's the Fall Maiden. Yeah, because Salem named her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Maybe>. Okay. <laughs> Either way, I'm on the bandwagon of Cinder's Salem's Grim Baby. Salem's Grim Baby. Yeah, that's a, it's a fun theory. Yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. So she she knew she wanted to create someone in order to become the maiden vessel. So she, and it would start with Fall. So she named her yeah. Fall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, that's still stupid, but okay. Oh no, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it explains theory, why Cinder's following her and has to obey. Yeah. Everything yeah. She it's said. true. It does bring that together. <laughs> Does. Since Cinder backstory episode. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you'd think we wouldn't have a third backstory episode, but who knows? But you I'm never know. Backstory episode. Because I mean, we know nothing about Cinder. Please, she's kind of- this show can give me as many backstory episodes as it wants. It's so yeah. much better at them. So please right. continue to give me a backstory <laughs> maybe, episode. Maybe, the back, maybe that's what the back... Like, we you know we had that trailer. We saw, like, the people from... um. 
Little Miss, like watching somebody. Maybe it's going to be Cinder. Maybe they've seen her before or something. Yeah, maybe we'll be bringing the Spider Intelligence Network back, and uh, yeah. they'll actually be relevant to the show. Who knows? Okay, um, I'm being hopeful that they aren't just random people that were just thrown in for an episode. We will, we will see. Okay, so we have the Cinder <laughs> is uh, Grim Baby, uh, Salem yep. Baby theory. So let <laughs> us know baby. what in the comments what you uh, think of that <laughs> of that theory. I don't know. I haven't been looking as much at like the the CEO or Reddit reaction today, so I haven't really seen that. If that's I have not positive. seen that theory, okay. so we'll see. Uh, at the end of the episode, uh, Oscar is missing. Yes. I don't care. Bye, Oscar. <laughs> I, 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 I think this is kind of a logical progression of the plot we've been seeing, especially yeah. now that Team Inger is mad at him. Yeah, this, they, I, this, this actually, it, it, feel, it feels right, yeah. Um, so. I don't know where we're going with this, but I'm kind of expecting a solo Ruby-Oscar scene to happen soon. Bring in Rose Garden back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Hay- Haley's interested. <laughs> I don't think oh, romantic, but I have a feeling that she's gonna be the one to find him, and there's gonna be some kind of conversation mm-hmm. there, maybe that'd be even nice. with Austin. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, so yeah, Oscar's missing. That, that ties back to John being mad at him. So we finally got this thing from the intro where John is mad at uh, Oscar, and and um, it wasn't awful. I, I thought it was actually it. satisfying. It was pretty good. Like it was. Just, he wasn't. It, normally, I feel like in scenes like this with John, I'm like, cool down, buddy. Like he's overreacts to things a lot. But this was actually like logical what he was doing um yeah no i think it was good yeah so, like, especially so seeing it in the trailer or the opening and being worried about it yeah it starts with uh Inger, telling Inger about ospin um i actually thought this episode was very satisfying from like an epo week to week perspective because we're like okay they don't know about Ozpin. We're going to have to tell them about Ozpin. And also is like, just tell the, tell the people at the base that you have Weiss with you. Like, duh. So, and they did that and they too. Did. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that, that all, it all, uh, you know, like often, uh, sometimes it's like, oh, why don't we just do this? Oh, the show didn't do that. You know, like, but th- 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 this week it, uh, fell into like logical expectations of what would happen. Um, so yeah, we told, uh, told them John is upset. He punches the wall. Um, then he pins Oscar to the wall and Ruby gets mad at him. Um, oh, yeah. Ruby. Defending her one true love. <laughs> Look at this. Her two her two bays are fighting, Haley. Right? Um, what a struggle. Aren't you conflicted about, <laughs> about which one to root for? No, white white rose forever. That's not that was one of the options in this scene, but uh yeah. <laughs> that would it was the scene previous. Would be it was in the yeah, that's true. Um so you like this, Andy, John John being upset here? I, I think I liked it more I liked more that the entire team was upset. Hmm. Because it was, it was like all of Inger was mad, just in different ways. So it felt less like, um, it, it really felt like they lost a teammate. I really understood how, it just made more sense why they were mad. That's all it really was. Because Team Ruby is like, you've interacted with Ozpin a little bit, but like, he just told you to go on like a cool adventure. He actually just straight up killed Pyrrha. Like, yeah, that's so the, the thing is that they don't talk about Pyrrha here. No. Yes. But I think um, it's implied. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's implied. I saw some people upset they didn't talk about Pierre. Uh, I think bringing her up is just so such a big emotional thing for all the characters that um, it's, a little, it's a little distracting yeah. um, for the scene. So implying like the, Indra has a particular reason to be mad at Osmond because of Pierre. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Haley, what do you think about John after the scene? Do you like him more or less the same? Uh, like the same, which is good because last week I was very happy with him. Actually, like I'm honestly shocked at myself, but he's just not—he's just very inoffensive and he's acting like a rational person, kind mm. of. So <laughs> um, let me give my take. So yeah. I think uh, John 
has been very vanilla before this for a while. Like he's just very inoffensive. Like you said, I actually think he was unsympathetic in the scene. I don't think he like, he like us, we know Oscar is not at fault. He punches the wall. Like, okay, John, you're overreacting. And he, he was pins Os- and he pins Oscar to the wall. Like that's, that's not okay. Like he's being way too aggressive. That being like, he's unsympathetic. I don't like him, but that being said, it was way more interesting than anything we've done with John in the past two seasons. So mm-hmm. I think that that was good because, um, I didn't like him, but that's better than not caring about him. I think the scene worked as well because he, like, I think if I'm trying to look at it from his perspective, he hasn't been hanging out with Oscar and he didn't see Mm -hmm. that Ozpin, like, retreated. So he doesn't know about that, first of all. I think he definitely overreacted, but it kind of played into the scene, too, and allowed the rest of our characters, namely Ruby, to be, like, kind of turned against John for a second there. Which I think was effective. Yeah, and it was, Ruby's reaction was good. I agree that John's mm-hmm. emotions at learning about this are understandable. However, yeah, the way he channeled his emotions with kind of much. this, um, this, uh, way pseudo masculine, way too over the top punching. Yeah, like, I'm going to punch sure. this wall. I'm going to pin this, this child against the wall. It's like, that's unacceptable. <laughs> I think, John. That, yeah, the punching the wall, but, like, how dare you hurt this beautiful gay couple? Yeah, your sister, your sister's house. <laughs> what are you doing? I um, hope, I hope there's just like a painting over it. Like they like Pfizer <laughs> gives you like the painting over it. Yeah. 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 So I would, I would like, I would like to say John's behavior is very bad and it makes me not like him, but I think that is better. Yeah. I do think it's better than just what's what we've been yeah. doing with Good them. viewing. It's, it's like, and, and also I think, it, I think I'm better okay with it because of Ren telling John it's not right that he's doing this. Like yeah. somebody calls him out for it. And he realizes, like, yeah, this is a step too far, and he just leaves the situation. Yeah, that's good. And uh, Ruby also getting mad at him is good because uh, we were that hug was too much last week, so we got to walk walk it back. Come on. Um, okay, yeah. Previous scene: Ruby and Weiss. Uh, oh man, it's the screen cap. I didn't even well, put up a poll in the Discord. Nope. No poll necessary. Yep. It's auto auto screen cap. So, um, although really, it should have been that the screen cap should have been that gorgeous final scene. But I was distracted by the white rose and uh, the uh, hey, Ruby, Ruby puts a hand on her shoulder. Gonna give that space and says. <laughs> 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 You were lost for a second. I'm gonna give it time to breathe here. It's such a big moment. I was was like, yes. And uh, she says, uh, we won't leave your side for a second. Um, We'll find a way to Atlas together. And uh, Weiss smiles at her. Was that in question, though? No, no questions. But Weiss Weiss is extremely vulnerable for the past few seasons. She's abandoned by her entire family except her butler <laughs> and says, uh, <laughs> and uh, she really had no one and is just very like vulnerable and and like emotionally laid bare and um like ruby's reassuring her like i i'm i'm with you she says we but in my mind it's i and uh, i won't leave your side and uh we're uh, we'll, we'll we'll we're stay we'll find a way there together we're not gonna send you back to those people you know it was um, very sweet yeah I was uh, like, the, and the reason why this is like, I think this is maybe the best white rose scene in the show is because um, I was unsatisfied with previous uh, scenes between them this season in that they didn't get into any emotional content, like them walking together in the house. I was like, ah, oh, why are they talking about beans and nonsense? Like, just like have some sort of substantial conversation. This was substantial content for the two of them that I've been craving. And uh, regardless of any romantic connotations, these two are uh, very important to each other and uh, partners. And this is um, like very necessary content to have to have some sort of emotionally substantial backing to their interactions um so, agreed yeah this was yeah. Uh, fantastic you you liked it andy oh i liked it i liked this scene okay. a lot i liked okay. and i also really liked um was it after or before that she stood up for blake like why is it just why is just really stood that was out before at the that. Of this episode. before mm-hmm. it like why mm-hmm. just really stood out at the beginning here i really 
Yeah, she's she's just, very good here. The whole team, the whole team is just so good now. Like I don't know. Like it feels like we just the writing the writing team just really realizes that we just want to see Team Ruby be Team Ruby. Yeah, no, I gen- I genuinely think they realize that. Yeah. Yeah, because. Every time any one of them speaks, it's like, oh, where have you been all this time, Blake, Yang, and Weiss? I've missed you so much. Yep, they're there. I guess Yang didn't do a ton here, but, you know, they're all, uh, they've all had great content. Yang stood out previous yeah. episodes. They've all had great content um, here this season, yeah. So let's talk about this beginning scene with the base, um, the Alice base. They're trying to get uh, past the gates. We have these twin soldiers. Um, they were Yeah, they, weird. they talk in unison. Um <laughs> They uh they they say things like uh, wit and tenacity about uh, the, the Carolyn. That was I guess that was the I think that was their funniest line um, when she says that. Um, yeah, yeah, Haley, what did you think of the two of them? Did you like them? Find them funny? Uh, they were whatever. <laughs> they were whatever. Okay, rip. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care much about them. They Andy. were really odd. They're odd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think they were fine. I think it was that's they made it they made like a lampshading joke about it with Yang saying like what is your deal like yeah. I think that kind of lampshading is good like just making fun of your funny like one off characters that's okay uh, but I mean they're pretty pretty forgettable in the end I hope they don't show up again because like, they kind of overstayed their welcome I think a little bit yeah I thought I thought they were funny enough I, I think they were funny but I mean like I don't think I needed more of what they did yeah I think I think they're the at best backing uh Caroline like I think that they're funny like in support of her I think that was a good role for them yeah I so they'll probably true. come back because I think we're gonna see her again yeah yeah well, well okay so we'll get to her so um they uh they say we have a schnee with us um then they bring out their commanding officer Maria says she knows her there what's the <laughs> word for it that was a good gag like oh, oh I love yeah. her <laughs> yeah, and then oh enemies enemies that's it um and uh di- she's on the she's on an additional screening list from bringing outside cashews onto a flight and oh my god knows, uh... this was such a funny bit like it's want... coming out of nowhere yeah like I said last week I need a Maria life spinoff yeah maria spinoff because she just does stuff strong. like this like she just comes to atlas every however many years with cash years, dec- what's yeah. dec- <laughs> how many decades have there been yeah like uh i guess she was pretty young when she got the thing. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. been a few but um she's like uh who knows maybe she's dead now yeah like said, <laughs> that <that's>... i love <laughs> that <laughs> maria's just like living a sitcom like while everyone yeah. else is like trying to like live a shonen anime <laughs> that's true i agree. i like that description maria is uh savage and over the top and it's fantastic yeah, yeah. this is still yeah. on the ride yeah it's great and then comes in caroline Cord- cordovan um again keeping all... with the um ruby trend of making older people short that's how you know they're short because yeah. uh, that's how you know yeah but yeah. this was also another fairy tale like why do we have to do more fairy tales oh, well, well, what, fairy is tale? it, what is it of? she was the woman who lived in a shoe what? Because oh, they, they say boot later. They, there's other there's other little visual gags yeah. with it. But I, that's... People spent a lot of time thinking about this. I, one, I, yeah. missed, I missed it, but <laughs> really don't care. Explained, about someone explained it on a thread. They explained exactly how it was a reference, and I'm kind of okay. like just done with it. I I'm not going to complain since the season has been good, but the mental energy put into the fairy tale <laughs> stuff. Like, like can we just put the can we put this elsewhere, please? I think it's just a gag for the creators of the show now. <laughs> Like, we know. need yeah, to make it happen. Anyway, she's uh, she's all about like Atlas Pride and stuff, and they talk a lot about that. She says she has a great wit and tenacity, and um, the, the conclusion is Weiss can come, but not anyone else, and um, they close the gates again. Yeah. Oh, also, I thought it was very funny um, when like you, it, the, the camera moves a little bit, and then Nora and Ren are at the back and are like 
trying to hide from her. Yeah. That I thought that was funny too. I don't know why. Yeah. I, so look, it's not like the scene was like the funniest thing ever, but, but it was just like good one liners. Right. But like, can you remember a scene? Like, I can't remember a specific Ruby scene that was like, like it stands out to me for being funny. Like I'm not even sure. Like what? No clue. It's not like the show tries to be funny that much, so that's not really an insult. You know, it's just. Uh, but it, like that's it's like this is like an addition to the show's wheelhouse. That's mm-hmm. like what I'm saying. Like, yeah. This is another thing the show can do. Like this, is, I think yeah, it was it's not a, a comedy show. Yeah, it's not, but it can be sometimes. This in addition to being a horror show, sometimes in addition to yeah. being an action show, most of the yeah, time, like crazy. this is. Like this is like this was a successful uh, experiment, maybe with like kind of zany, over the top humor. Um, it didn't hit every single joke, but I thought overall it was it was good. Yeah, but I more. Feel like it, oh, go ahead. Oh, thanks. Um, I was just gonna say I feel like it. Its comedy tends to just be silly and wacky, whereas this actually they had some funny, like legitimately just funny. Oh, yeah, we get a lot of like Ruby reacting anime reactions. Yeah, exactly. I, li- I like this this be- this type of humor better than that. Yeah. For sure, but, same. And also, this type of humor doesn't undercut that they're actually still trying to do stuff. Like the the humor comes from their interactions, so they're still people trying to get to Atlas, and they're just trying to like. But but the humor makes it clear that this thing they're doing isn't too high stakes. Like it, it sets the tone correctly for what we're doing here. I think. Yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it too. It yeah. moves the plot forward. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is this is a big plot thing, but we're still pre uh, pre getting into any finale. Yeah, stuff, this is so. this isn't going to be apathy or anything. That's what the that's what this scene tells us. What if yeah. uh, Caroline is secretly an apathy? What if she's a grim person, just like Cinder? She, yeah. she's like another grim baby. Wow. What if uh-huh. everyone's a grim baby except for Team Ruby? Ooh. Wow. Man, there. That's the that's the ending of the show. There, it's yeah, been yeah, a, yeah. It's been a exp- it's been a uh, experiment all along, and they've uh, yes. been trapped yeah. in this yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, um, I don't think we'll see Caroline again. Although I, I get the because she's a new character model and stuff. I don't know. Maybe I guess we need to go back to the base again. Um, it's, yeah, like she's not going to be a main character. I do hope we resolve this next episode. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Well, well it's, it was. Fine. I, I don't honestly. I don't care that. Like as long as it's good, <laughs> I don't really care. So it's been it's been yeah. fine. I honestly have no idea when we're going to finish this because, like, next episode could just be completely just dealing with Oscar and nothing else. But it also could just we could get to Atlas next episode. I could see either happening. Yeah, I think that's the weird thing about the season is that it's so amazing, but it's amazing despite us having no clue where the season is going, which normally would drive me nuts. That's good. But like, it's just good. (laughs) But like I said earlier, I think it's because we understand. I think the thematic through line that's happening here. We understand that we're leading towards things with Crow, we're leading towards things with Ruby taking control of the command of the group, and we're leading towards things with Ozpin not understanding how to end this fight. And so even if we don't know the exact plot things that are going to happen, we understand we're going to get, we or at least I hope, what we're leading to is payoffs to those three plot lines mainly. Mm-hmm. And we can trust them to make good episodes too. Yeah, and so it's going to be a fun ride no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. Um, yeah. Happy. <laughs> Which is crazy. I can't believe I'm happy. <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Hey, hey, Haley, anything else from the episode or final thoughts here? Uh, no, we covered pretty much everything. I'm just I'm just so happy with it. It's just so delightful. Yeah, and I like this because it's, um, it's not just pushing things like Maria or Silver Eyes or anything else just under the rug and ignoring it. It's actually continuing yep. to talk about it which is great and in interesting ways and not just like exposition dumps that feel silly like this is it's it's an exposition dump but it it makes sense like it's a conversation they could logically be having um which is great so yeah no a plus a plus wow mm-hmm. okay andy final thoughts on dead end uh we didn't really talk about it completely but i'm really I, i'm 
interested. I, I am really invested in the Crow subplot, and I'm really surprised by that because I wouldn't think that'd be the case before the season started. I'm really invested in them really saying like, "Hey, this is what Crow's doing is really unhealthy. He has a really bad mindset. He's an alcoholic, and we're really g- digging into that for once." And I'm really excited for that because I don't think the show has really done that before. It's really just been like, "Oh, he's cool. He's alcohol. He's an alcoholic," and like this is really showing Crow is kind of dead weight to the group in a lot of ways right now mm-hmm. and i'm not sure 100 percent where we're going with that but i'm interested to see which path we take we're going somewhere with it yes. which is good and yeah and i'm really interested to see which one we take yeah that's one of the clearest uh plot lines of the season like through lines throughout the season so far is um crow's descent downward into whatever we're doing with that so um i think I don't, I, the reason I think would kill him is because he doesn't seem like his story is going anywhere. It's like it's it feels like his story is kind of over. Um, yeah. Like why why keep him around? That he being said, that I, yeah, it would have to be something like a sacrificing himself because the expectation would right now would be that he would be uh, descending downward until he you know dies or goes away or something. So we need to subvert it somehow. Um, so I think we'll, there's going to be some little twist to it. I'm not I, I, I still think that there's a chance that his semblance changes. Like, I think that's something that we talked about and mm. it hasn't happened yet. And this is such an obvious chance for that because we keep mentioning his semblance being bad yeah. and he hates it. Yeah, that's true. I guess for changing his semblance, why kill him? Um, that can't really do both, I guess. So, yeah. Or he could change it and then sacrifice himself with his new semblance or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would get both. Okay. Anyway, a lot of people are still on the crow dying train. Um, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure he's going to die. I don't think that's necessary for whatever we're paying off here. Yeah, we'll see. He's we'll just see. always been on death watch. So, like, yeah. it's nothing new. Just, just just keep him there. Yeah, that's yeah, just keep him there. Keep him on death watch. Uh, yeah, so enjoyed, enjoyed Dead End a bunch. Um, yeah, let us know what you thought of the episode, overlyanimated.com. Comments or youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Leave your comments there. Um, we do have a review of the week, but before we do that, I have a very important thing to oh, get to, which oh, is, I, I, I there was, forgot. There's another teaser for Genlock, the upcoming, uh, supposed to be fantastic rooster teeth show, um, before this episode. And Andy is the number one Genlock fan. Oh, I have yeah. a quiz, I have a quiz for him today about the Genlock promo that aired Ooh. before the episode. So we'll see how three, three questions. We'll see how many he gets right. Oh, God. Um, okay. So first question, Andy, uh, what curse word is said during the teaser oh. today? Don't say the actual word. Tell me like what letter it is. Okay. I have no clue, Dylan. What? This is the most prominent thing in the Come promo. On. You're going to get all of these wrong if you can't even get that one wrong. Oh, right? Dylan. I'm going to guess you one that starts with what? You think I listened to yeah, what? Okay, Haley, Haley got it. Uh, yes, the yes, answer. Haley got I didn't it. Even okay, watch Haley, it. Haley won. <laughs> and, you didn't even watch <laughs> No, I skipped Dylan, through. Dylan, you think I listened to anything past realizing, oh, that's Ruby's voice actor doing this? Andy. Oh, my God. Andy, come on. They should, it's notable. There's uh, cursing in Genlock. Now we know. Okay, ask okay. me the next one. I'll get it right. <laughs> and, and, oh, this United, Andy has zero chance of getting this right. Here's the, here's the main quote from the promo. Uh, fill in the blank. <laughs> Okay. This is this is not a skirmish. This is not an airspace confusion. This is not airspace confusion. This is not a terrorist action. This is it. The blank is making their play. Oh, God. I remember them saying uh, it, Dylan, but it was some goobly gook word. The reason why I'm asking is I don't know either. <laughs> I couldn't understand them. What were they saying? I think union was the answer, but I don't know what they're saying. So that I was thought it would them. be enemies. Enemies. I, I think it's. I think it's an alien of some kind. It might be. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought they meant to say alien, but I really didn't understand what they're saying. Okay, last question, Andy. When will Genlock be premiering? You have five seconds to answer. What day? Oh, January something. Two weeks into January. Nope. I need a specific day. Fourteenth. No, twenty sixth. Okay. Yeah. I thought it. That, I thought it was earlier. Is the January twenty sixth according to this promo? So. 
Um, if you push it back, Corey. Wow, 14 is a Monday. I wasn't even close. They, they pushed it backwards. Okay, so Andy is not ready for Genlock yet. No. Um, now we know that. Um, let us know what you thought of that. Fantastic. It was actually not. I don't think it was a good promo, but... Um, it was like, they, I don't know why they're doing long. this. Because like they keep like giving promos in front of Ruby. Anyone who's watching Ruby, I assume is just going to watch Genlock. They don't need to advertise it for Ruby. Viewers. Yeah, I think the reason is just because Ruby is extremely popular. Um, I guess. I would say Bruce Seed's most popular thing. Um, so they want to... The Free show they're sinking their entire budget into, they're going to promote it before yeah. that. But, it, um, but that yeah, said, need- like it did look like their animation team is getting crazy good. Because even if like the Genlock teaser was confusing, like the animation is just really stunning that they're doing this stuff with such a small team yes i hope i the 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 fact that the rooster teeth animation team has been so incredible for ruby i does think bode well bodes well for yeah. for genlock and it does it does look uh, visually good so um yeah we'll see if we cover genlock anyway okay here's our five <laughs> st- five star itunes review of the week um as always our ruby itunes feed search for ruby uh overly animated on itunes it's the one um, the Ruby specific feed, not our main feed, is where we need five star reviews to boost our rating. And uh, this week we have a review from Pinky, but uh, Pinky bit insane in Fernave, I don't know, and uh, says uh, recommend to most high level analysis on Ruby, very enjoyable. Dylan's crow impression is the same as his Luca ones on Miraculous Ladybug or vice versa. <laughs> but other than that, it's a fun time. You know how they talk about how they talk for an hour at about fifteen minute episodes and still seem like they have more to say. I'll never know. Um, thank you. Still. Pinky, yes, we do talk for a long time. We won't quite hit that this week, but uh, how dare you about my <laughs> crow impression? It's very different. <laughs> I think this must be someone we know if they listen to both our ladybug. Yeah. And uh, but yes, those are probably my two most prominent impressions. Did, what did Crow say this episode? He didn't say anything good enough. No, to, he didn't. He, he said he wanted to get a drink and then he left. Then he, and he didn't get, even I'm respond. I'm gonna go to get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's very different from my Luca impression. Um, our ladybug coverage very different than our. Ruby very different. Dylan Dylan has a lot of talents and impressions. Oh, yeah. Them. yeah, broad probably, range of yeah, accents. Are, <laughs> that's why the leader I, of Team Da. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. A lot of talk on our Discord about Team Da, by the way. Yeah, so uh, I'm happy. You can, uh, good job, guys. That's a thing now, apparently. Good job, Haley. And you get uh, overlandmated.com slash Discord to talk Ruby with us on our Ruby channel. Uh support us via our Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Lily, aka Panda Lily. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um then we also have Voltron coverage, which uh the three of us plus Jeff just had a podcast yep. on Voltron. Find yep. that at overlyanimated.com com um also spider-man into the spider-verse uh podcast review is up if you're checking out that movie this weekend ruby fans definitely gonna like spider-man um another big you know i said that about voltron but you know it's just another action show kind of crossover things you like giant robots that's the show for you there are robots in spider-man yes so (laughs) yeah there are yep at least one are there more Um, i I don't remember but yeah go uh yeah go go see the the, the spider-man and then listen to our podcast on it and there's um other stuff at overlyanimated.com as well. We'll have end of year awards coverage because the nominations are coming out this weekend. If Ruby gets a nomination, which it's, uh, it's in the mix for some right now. So uh, we'll see if it actually comes through with it. Uh, that'll be on the Ruby iTunes feed. We will see. Um, no promises because, uh, I don't control it, but yes, uh, check all that out at overlyanimated.com. Uh, let us know what you guys thought. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.